September, Bristol City away to get that opportunity for what thousands of Geordies only dream of. Lee Clark, Lee Clark 1-0. Williams. I first scored of a sudden underway at Leicester. Uh, it was a left foot volley. I didn't realise my left foot was for kicking the ball with as well. I thought it was just for standard. Williams, Williams for Sunderland. Hignett. Played against Chelsea and then to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's it's what most people have talked to me about. Hignett with the ball. Every weekend, it's the three legends banter and rivalry across the northeast on the tune, the cat, the red. Means it must be a Friday, then, fellas. We're back. It is the three legends Craig Hignett, ex Borough, Lee Clark, ex Newcastle, Darren Williams, ex Sunderland. I suppose I could have tagged Sunderland onto Clarkie as well. Um, Iggy, you never played for Sunderland or Newcastle, did you? No, no, I didn't. Sounded quite so proud, that one. <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> I was just trying to get you to bother me. Uh, look, we're doing something a bit different uh, this week as well, fellas. So it's your show. You can take it away. We've got the WhatsApp number, the usual WhatsApp number into the studio. If you want to talk to the boys, 0330-043-2002. We're also streaming live on Facebook Live on the cat, the red and the tune. I'm sorry... You're not going to see the boys in all their glory because, you know, Clark, mm-hmm. he's on the sun lounger with the tequila in his hand. Daz is in a pub <laughs> and God knows where Higgy is these days. <laughs> but uh, it's my ugly mug in the studio. But at least you can listen to the show. You can put your comments in on Facebook Live to the boys. So it's over to you, fellas. Well, where do you want to start? Uh, I'm looking forward to the transfer window. I'm looking forward to the transfer window, <laughs> me. <laughs> When's it open? <laughs> well, <laughs> Hey, me and you both, Daz. I think there's only people who've oh, gone out, mate. isn't it? So the window. Oh, oh, let's mate, start at the window. You know, it's been a, it's been so quiet. It, football, the whole of football's been quiet, hasn't it? There hasn't been any any real been. proper ones where you think, oh. "Wow, that's a good one," or that. It, it's just been a non-event, hasn't it? Oh, totally. I think you'd think there was a cost of living crisis going on, wouldn't you? I mean, it's <laughs> mental. It's like, I mean, honestly, mate. I mean, you look. I'm You're looking at it, in, you know. Let's be honest, poor on it. Well, well, Clark, ah, your yeah, one, the yeah, profit and sustainability. Like. I think that's scared a few boys off, hasn't it? This this year, um, everyone's yeah. panicking a little bit about the budgets, and we we heard a bit of news about Newcastle. They they might have had to sell a few, but they haven't, have they? That's what I mean, Higgy. That's that's a good thing for me. And I said this when the story starts circulating, potentially, you know, trip me. Bruno Gamirez, uh, long staff was linked with them being a homegrown. Uh, Almiron, um, possibly Callum Wilson, all these players, uh, some stage of the window were linked with moves away. So, and I was saying at the time it was, I'd rather you know nothing had happened and all those players just stayed because there was talk of it having to happen for Newcastle to bring players in. So, I just thought keep this squad together and then, and then wait till the summer when hopefully more commercial deals can come in and it'll be a fresh season again and you can start again in the summer. So I'm delighted nobody's gone out. I think Eddie is. Um, and, you know, it's it's like you say, Higgy, it's it's affecting a lot of clubs now. And I mm. think what's what's happened with um, Everton and Forrest has, has put everyone on their back foot, frightened them a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> uh, well, he did, still didn't stop Forrest, mate. Still didn't stop Forrest. Did, no, it didn't. Well, last year... The same transfer window, seven hundred and eighty million quid, I think it was that um, was spent. Mm. I think it was something like that, seven hundred eighty million quid. This year, they'll be lucky to get a hundred million. Aye. Uh, so it just shows you that you know whatever it is that the rules are, the rules are working. If you like, you know, I'm, I'm I understand why they're there, but it, I I do think it takes away the dream, doesn't it, of someone yeah. taking over a football club and bridging the yeah. gap and and becoming part of the elite but I think it, the rule takes that away because I think it's it's really difficult to do it now yeah I agree and as uh, when you're not even go on does I think my worry and concern mate is that we you know we've kind of let more go out than we've got in and I, you know I think uh. the, the, the squad itself was a bit thin on the ground anyway um, you know and that's a, that's a bit worrying obviously the, you know the other worrying factor is we didn't get a striker 
Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone did, Daz, did they? I mean, we lost one. In no. fact, you know, Morgan Rogers going. Um, yeah. People wondered whether the club would spend and, and get a striker in. But when you look at what Kiefer Moore's gone for, you know, I think he is as a loan, but he's on something ridiculous, isn't he, a week? And you think, well, well is that worth it? Week, you know, would, would Middlesbrough or Sunderland benefit now from getting a striker in, Daz? Because even if they do make the playoffs... Um, and I'll yeah. touch on this in a bit because uh, Clarky, I know you go mad at it. Um, if they get promoted via the playoffs, you imagine them next year in the Premier League. Do you think they're ready? Uh, Any of them? They're going to need a massive investment, aren't they? Massive, huge. Investment. I don't think you can. You need to build something, and then when you when you're at a, a level of say a Leicester, because I think Leicester obviously are going to win the league. I think, and even their managers getting booed now, which is ridiculous. Um, ten points clear at the top, and he's he's getting booed for the way they play. Or that that's stupid. But I think you have to build and have a squad of that of that ilk to go up and stand a chance. And listen, even then, you're not guaranteed, are you? No, no. Well, this of is the thing, not. mate. You're not guaranteed, and and I think we, you know, we, we've we've seen over the past, you know, few weeks, you know, what the the gap, the distance, you know, between the Premier League and and obviously the Championship now, and you know. It was massive. Let's be honest, you know, yeah. and it's a scary thought to think, you know, if you do get promoted, you know, you're going into that environment. It's gonna, you know, you're gonna have to dig deep or, or, or be very, very clever in, in in the way you do your business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna upset you, Clarky, now, because I'm, I, you, you're a massive advocate of it. I've I've watched the last four games between Premier League sides and Championship sides. So I'm at Newcastle in that. What Bournemouth did to um, who did they do it to Bournemouth? They beat in the cup five Swansea. 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 Yeah, yeah. seen Middlesbrough at Chelsea in the yeah. semi-final, uh, and then I watched Norwich try and do it against Liverpool. No. How did? Why do these teams think that they're going to out football these teams? No, I know. I can't get but it. What? No, but what Norwich done, Higgy? They tried out football them, but when when <laughs> Liverpool was, had the ball, they just I, let them it, have it. It there was, was no press or anything. It was just <laughs> there was like, nothing. It was just like go on, you can uh, you can go and do what you want, and then when mm. we get it, we'll just try and outpass you, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh. Playing against one of the best <laughs> pressing teams in the business. Yeah, uh, I mean it was it was yeah, stupid. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, going back to Borough, I know I wasn't here last week, lads, and, and honestly, I was made up. I wasn't. Um, because that game just highlighted the gulf, wasn't it? The gulf yeah. between the Premier League and the Championship. And then I, yeah. I kept thinking about you. When when Borough kept trying to play out and kept trying to get robbed off them, and it, I, I'm thinking, oh, the lads would have a field day here because I don't know why you'd do it. You know, I was really surprised that they didn't change the way they played. But they kept trying to... It was almost as if the whole of the back four had to touch the ball before they could pass it forward. And you've got yeah. Morgan Rogers standing... 1v1 with Thiago Silva, who didn't look comfortable with him. He looked like he could he could do a little bit if he, he got the right service. Um, but they never, ever done it early. They didn't even look no. to him. They had to play through the thirds no. there first before they, they were trying to find him. So I found that a bit strange. And listen, they got well and truly battered, didn't they? Proper outclassed. Uh, well, it's just, mm. it's just highlighting what we've talked about over the last few weeks, that you've got to understand where you're at. And when you come up against these teams and squads that have got superior players play at a higher level you kind of just try and do what you normally do in the championship or whatever it's just not possible um, and you've got to have a, a different plan you can't just say oh that's our identity we're going to stick to it what, what mm. and get like smashed six or five and like Norwich six Borough Newcastle beat Sunderland three it could, that could easily be in five or six it was men against boys and you know Swansea they were five nil down at half time against Bournemouth yeah they were they took their foot off the gas yeah. Bournemouth that could have ended up double figures so you know you, you surely you've got to see that and say right okay if that ever happens again we come up against you know a Premier League team um, we've got to We've got to show them a bit more, you know, respect. I think it's, it's not, it's lacking a little bit respect actually when when you think about it because they're thinking they can go into the, uh, you know, the lion's den of these mm. Premier League teams and go and uh, take them yeah. on at their own game and and, and get the result. Yeah. It's just not happening. Sorry, you might get lucky once, you know, once in a while, but over a long period of time, especially these games have highlighted it massively. Um, you do have to have the change, you know, against uh, the teams that you're coming up against, and the, we've got quality players. Yeah. So, um, 
So I does your transfer window quiet? Scrappy and a bit ugly, don't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, very quiet, mate. Um, I mean, you know, but you know, barring a few, um, you know, we've you know obviously brought in Callum Callum Styles, uh, Mundell, and the lad from Leeds. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name because uh, I'll have to put my teeth back in. Um, <laughs> and then we've got the young lad, uh, Reese Walsh, 17 year old uh, from Glen Torrey, and so. So yeah, not but not uh, no striker, you know. Where you, uh, where, where you's looking guys. to play? Where he's going to play Stylesy? What, what they're bringing him in as? I give him his debut as a sixteen-year-old at Berry. I mean, t- to be fair, mate. For me, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know, because we've Cause potentially got Roberts pl- coming back. Yeah. He's played um, as a, no, he he's played as a wing back for Barnsley, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, we've played a wing back for Barnsley, mate. Um, obviously, we've got the you know the, the lad from Leeds. Obviously, who, who I believe is a left-hand sider. Um, you know, we've got uh, the lad Mundell, who used to be at um, Spurs. Uh, you know, yeah. Spurs by all accounts raving about him. Uh, you know, he's got a lengthy contract. I think he's just shy of maybe five years or something. Um, and then, obviously, like I say, we brought the young lad in at the at the, at the, the, the last gasp of the uh, the transfer window really but 17 year old from Glentorian not on since you were um, on him to be quite honest I've not really heard much about him um, uh-huh. but yeah you know we seem to have plenty in the wide areas mate or, or full back areas but <coughs> not where we were not where we were all desperate for um, yeah. but then on the other hand you know we've like I say we've had a lot go out um, you know we've had you know I think three or four players go out on loan Obviously, you know, loans are loans. You know, you, at some point you could recall them or they could come back. But, you know, uh, Pritchard ended up leaving going to Birmingham. Um, which, you know, is a funny one because obviously it's it's kind of... I think he's divided the, the crowd in two, really. I think, you know, some of them are siding with Pritchard and saying, yeah, you know, he hasn't been looked after. He's been messed about and, you know, and that's why he's kind of, you know, walked away. Um, and then others are saying, you know, he, he's let everybody down. Um so yeah, you know, for me, you know, I thought he was a, he was a fantastic player and one that we should have held on to, one that we should have offered a contract earlier to. Um, but obviously, he didn't fit the model at the time. But you know, by all accounts, that model had a slight change, and, and they offered him a contract. It's no surprise, though, does, him, is it? That they did offer him a new contract, did they? <clears throat> yeah, they offered him a new contract, mate. By all accounts, and he um, on on it was like I think it was towards the back end of the week. Um, and then basically on the Friday, mate, he notified them that he didn't want to be involved in the squad, and that um, you know that was kind of his his, his last part he would have, would have played in the uh, in the in the team. Yeah. So yeah, you know it's it's like I say it's divided people's um, opinions of him, mate. Um, but you know we don't know what's going to be behind the scenes. We don't know he's being threat. You know we just know obviously what we read and what we see. Um, but for me, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I think they could have offered him something earlier, and it would have been a, a better opportunity to keep hold of him. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think I, it's a bad move for Sunderland. But <coughs> well, I, I'm the same, Clark. Yeah, I, I, I really think he's, he's really important to Sunderland the way he plays. And I think at the times I've seen Sunderland play, he's controlled games, and everything's gone through him. That's been really good. So I don't think it's any surprise that Mogg has gone for him. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I think yeah, I think Mogger as soon as he left, mate. I think you know he, he was kind of putting putting things in place. Um, you know, potentially to to obviously. I think obviously Mogger would have known. You know what what the model was about. You know what he, whether he was going to be offered or not at the time. He wasn't going to be offered a contract. Um, so you know Mogger's going to you know he's going to be picked up and obviously he, he's going to go for him because he you know he's worked with me. Know what he's about. You know what he's capable of. You know, and he's great. You know, he gets in them little pockets. You know, he's he's difficult to mark. Um, he he ups the tempo when he needs to. You know, and like you say, he can influence games. But you know, obviously, you know, he's he's gone to a, a rival team now. You know, so it's it's one of those in it. You know, situation where you'll come up against him, and you know, lo and behold, he'll probably stick one in the back of the net. <laughs> Fellas, we've had yeah, a we've had a message on Facebook Live from uh, Stu, who's in Canada. Uh, he's watching on Facebook Live or listening on Facebook Live because it's my ugly mug that he's got on, on the screen. Um, without too many transfers, how do the lads think the rest of the season's going to go for the three clubs? Well, I, I, I can think and I I'm, I'm hope I'm right and it looked like we against Villa. I think all of this stuff with Newcastle is 
that they've lost none of the players. It looked like a team who felt a bit calmer again and looked back to that old self against Villa. So I'm hoping for the rest of the season it'll have a positive impact that the squad stayed intact. The injury situation seems to be easing a little bit, so players coming back from that. Uh, so I think the second half could be an exciting one for Newcastle. I mean, they've obviously got a lot of catching up the two to, you know, even just get into the top six and try and get a Europa League place. Um, because you cannot see many of the, the the top teams that are challenging for top four dropping many points, so you'd probably have to say it's for Newcastle to get anywhere near that. They're going to have to have an, an unbelievable second half of the season. But I do think <clears throat> it'll be a lot more uh, relaxed and calmer uh, around the camp now, and it, it certainly looked that way at Villa Park on uh, Wednesday and Tuesday, Wednesday night, whenever it was. It was a, it was a great performance. Mm. I'm I'm the same. I I think you know, looking at the championship table, I think that fifth and sixth is up for grabs. I think the the top four are away with it. I think Borough sitting in what a Borough eleventh now, um, forty points, so three points behind Sunderland who are seventh. We've got a game in hand on Sunderland, so that makes Sunday's game really important. Um, whether they'll have enough to get in, I don't know, but. They'll need to, to start doing something soon, putting a run of, of results together, getting a little bit of consistency in it. They've been a little bit hit and miss. Um, not having a striker and having strikers injured as well, letting Morgan Rogers go, will that impact them? I'm not sure it will. You know, Riley McGree, if, if he comes back, um, he's more than a good re- good enough replacement for, for Morgan Rogers. The people they've brought it, Finn Azaz looks like like a good player in midfield. Luke Ayling, obviously, we know what he's all about at right back. And then Luke Thomas, who they've brought in on loan um, to play on the left side, whether that's left wing back or left back. Um, so that I don't think they've improved the squad, but they've they've sort of made sure that they're still in the mix, if you like. Mm. Everyone wants a centre forward. We, we all know that. But I think they've decided that they couldn't get the right one or not the one that they wanted. So they've decided to keep the money and then spend it in the summer, regardless of what happens this season. So, And I think that's a sensible way to do it. I do. I, I think splashing money on players that you're not sure about just because it's January and the transfer window's open is never a, a good idea unless you can get the right one that you want. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I never thought they'd, they'd go out and spend a fortune. I thought, you know, the squad is is what it is now until the end of the season and, um, I think I think they'll be close. Whether they've got enough, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm hopeful, but I'm I'm just not sure with them because of the inconsistencies. Yeah, I would say I think, that's uh, from an outsider looking in. Yeah, uh, I think that's the issue with, with Butter Higgy. They're not. I was mm-hmm. just going to say that you cannot see them at this moment in time. <clears throat> putting four or five wins on the bounce together can you they, they, they get a couple of good results and then they have a couple of indifferent ones and I think yeah. what you're saying if they're going to get into that top six they're going to have to do that this second half of the season get a consistent run of results together yeah yeah Does that yeah. Think I think going to do? Um, yeah I think from my side mate I'm, I'm interested to see obviously the, the, the new guys have brought in um, you know whether the you know they bring something extra to the team, you know. Whether you know, like I say, there's a lot of there's a lot of praise going around for for um, Mundell. Um, hopefully, you know, he he comes in and, and does it does it, it does well for us. But uh, I'm pleased to see Roberts coming back. I think he'll make a difference. Like I say, my, my concern is that we're thin on the ground uh, squad wise, and you know the sec. You know, we all know what the second half of the season's like. You know, you, if you're pushing for it and you're going for it and you want to be in those playoffs, it can be. It can be a testing time, uh, you know, and that's when you need your squad and you need your squad rotation. Um, for me, have we got enough in strength and depth? I'm not 100% sure we have. Um, I'm hoping we have with the new lads have brought in. But like I say, we're a bit thin on the ground. Um, I think, you know, same as Higgy. I, you know, I don't, we haven't really spent a fortune. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, it, our, our, the mindset is to, to, to rebuild again. Uh, at the end of the season uh, ready to go for it next season I think the good thing what? is Daz that that league is so tight and teams don't need to be outstanding do they to get themselves in the playoff because it, everyone's much yeah. of a muchness you know that Southampton have come with an oh, unbelievable run to get themselves up there um, I'm, I'm looking yeah. more at Coventry and, and West Brom and, and both of them yeah. even though Coventry are, are flying um, West Brom have had some really good results 
I, I think both of them could have a little wobble up as well, you know. And then you look at Hull, who've, who've had some good results, but everyone, like Clarkey says, has good results, and then they have a couple of iffy ones, and no one can get a run yeah. of, of winning five, six games on the bounce. Because if you do that, you'll this get yourself right in there. Yeah, totally, mate. You know, like, you know, we've seen it many, many years. You know, where teams come out of nowhere. You know, towards the back end of the season because they go on such a, such a great run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you say, it's getting that consistency, mate. Um, but that consistency comes with it. You know, with you know working hard. You know, play, playing a lot of games. You know, getting your, getting wins under your belt. It comes with a lot, a lot of pressure. You know, and you, you look at the, the Sunderland squad. You know, it is a young squad still. Um, you know, and, and you know, can they cope with that type of pressure? You know, for me, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure we've got enough of the the old heads in there to to kind of steady the ship when we need to. Couple of comments again What's coming in, fellas. Um, maybe this one's for you, Lee. Uh, Ian from uh, he's a Darlow fan says, "Question to the guys: Are you surprised nobody went in for Macaulay Langstaff from Notts County or Paul Mullen from Wrexham?" Um, well, there was talk um, of Sutherland being interested in yeah. him, wasn't there? Yeah, and Borough, Borough were linked with Lang- Longstaff. Yeah. Longstaff, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, sorry, Lee. Th- no, I just think that there probably has been bids. Um, I think Notts County in such a strong position uh, financially, it would uh, they'd probably be asking for quite a substantial amount. Um, so yeah, I think there'd probably be a lot of people inquired about them, and um, you know. Plus, win the January window. There's always a money added on any transfers, especially for strikers. So I think uh, potentially that could have been the stumbling block there. With regards Mullen, I think he moved to Wrexham in any way from a higher division one because obviously the money that they were paying was substantially probably more. But I think closer to home, I think his 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 young boy has autism or something, so they're close to the families, him and his wife and. You know he's on a he's on a roller coaster ride with the Wrexham story as well, isn't he? So I'd, I think uh, ah. his head wouldn't have been turned by anything really. To be honest with you, um, he's a bit older than Macaulay Langstaff, so I think uh, yeah, I've I've got no doubts he's he'll be on everyone's lips again come the summer, because as Higgy pointed out at the start of the show, strikers worth a weight in gold. Everyone's after them. Not many can get them unless you pay that extra premium, especially in January. So, yeah, those two lads, certainly Macaulay, he can uh, go up the levels and I think Notts County will be hoping he goes up with them, you know. Cool, cool. Um, We'll take one more off Facebook Live. Um, Ryan Till has uh, been in touch for Higgy. Middlesbrough's attacking depth uh, in the latter part of the season. Is that going to dent promotion hopes, do you think, Craig? Well, I think, you know, they've got to stop letting goals in first. But I think, you know, you, you need goal scorers and you need people to put the ball in the back of the net regular. Um, they haven't quite had it this season. You know, Latty Lath is, is a huffed and puffed. You know, Josh Coburn's done well in spells and in, in fits and starts. Um, Sam Greenwood, again, has, has done all right in, in bits. Um, but they just haven't had it. That, that one person that, that we're all talking about to put the goal, the goal, or the balls away, and I, I think it's really hard. I do, you know, when you look at we mentioned Macaulay Longstaff there, and or Langstaff, and he's he's scored loads of goals. He's he's been brilliant for for Notts County, um, and then we're talking about levels again, and it's a bit of a gamble, in all honesty, to take him and and if they want a premium for him, are you willing to gamble that he can jump the levels and be a success? Um, at, in the championship I think it's a, a it's a real gamble if you're talking you know I think that the money mentioned was about a million and a half which is fine that's not a, an issue but if it starts to go up to four and five million then that could be an issue um, so I think it's everyone needs a goal scorer Borough needs to put the ball in the back of the net um, and I was talking to Bernie Slaven the other night and Bernie was saying he doesn't he doesn't feel Borough score enough um, and he's probably right you know in, in fits and starts you see them score goals, but consistently not. You know, when when they need to open people up. I mean, the Rotherham game was a, a prime example. Couldn't open them up. Um, I think it could be an issue come the end of it. But they need people fit. They need the players back. And I, I always think Burren need their best team out to be able to to compete with the the top of that league. And if they haven't got the best team, then I think it's always going to be a um, hit and miss. 
Uh, cool. When are we moving on to the uh, the weekend's games? Tell us. Oh, listen, a, I, not, not so small. Should we let Clarky get his out of the way? Game. Well, let Clarky, yeah. let Clarky get the boring one out of the way. I've just got a question for uh, for does it beforehand, Diggy, and I will. I'll get the the small game out the way, and the news can crack on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does how was the reaction been since the result against Stoke? Has it eased on the manager the pressure, or they're still not having him, or <sighs> is because you know? Uh, no, it, I it, think it'd be like a little bit fickle at times. So if the results positive, I, the, has it helped? They can, mate. Yeah, they can. To be fair, mate, I think it's slightly eased on him. To be quite honest, and you know, as I think I think we touched on this last week, and I said, you know, since he's come in, you know, he's been he's been under a dark cloud, and you know, nobody wanted Mowbray to go. You know, at the end of the day, he came he came in under that. You know, we obviously had the situation with the bar at the ground. You know, we came under that. You know, and then yeah. obviously getting you know getting well and truly beat in, in the game. Um, you know, against Newcastle. You know, so he's been under a bit of a cloud, and you know, I think you know. I said before, you know, you got to give managers time and uh, you know to get in and, and, and bed in. Hopefully, like you know, like I say, last week was you know was was a bit of a turning point. I mean, you know, we go, we go on about wanting a striker. You know, we ended up scoring three goals last week. Um, you know, and fr- from great players as well. You know, from great player. Um, you know, but we you know we weren't relying on just Jack Clark to score goals. You know, that was the thing. You know, because you know he's been the focal point of, of, of a lot of our goals this season. Um, so I think for the manager, mate, yeah, I think it's, it has eased a little bit. Obviously, you know, we're, we're then hit. You know, we've got we've had a, a great result of the weekend. We now went to a, into a, a really tough game. Um, obviously against Middlesbrough at the, at the, the coming this weekend. So whether he'll come under scrutiny, you know, depending on how the game goes, mate, I'm not 100 percent sure. But it seems at this moment in time that the the fans have kind of backed off a little bit. And whether it's been because of being focused on the the transfer market and who we, you know, are we bringing a striker in? Who's bringing in? You know, this that and the other. Maybe that's taken a little bit of shine away from it, and 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 they've kind of forgot about it at the moment. But I think you know Sunday will be a telling day, mate. To be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. Before we get on oh, to well. Sunday, um, Clarky, you've got a, a game against Luton, and and by the way, Luton have really surprised me, especially lately. Yeah. They seem as though they've they've sort of got to grips now with the, with the Premier League. You know, they've they've made some decent signings who are doing well for them, um, but you'd expect Newcastle to. To steamroll of them, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've coming off the back of two good performances and results. So we had Fulham in the cup, and then obviously Villa Park, um, which was going always going to be a tough game for her, but I thought it was really impressive. Like you say, Higgy Luton doing terrifically well. The last couple of months, our results have been really good. I mean, winning in midweek against a good Brighton team in the way they did it. Mm. So it's showing you that you know. They believe in the, they're showing people they're ready to be in the Premier League and they're being competitive and you know getting some positive results. But yeah, I mean, if we want to keep kicking on and try looking up and pushing towards those teams above us and to try and get into some European competition come the next season, these are the games that you've got to look to take maximum points, uh, looting at home. But you know, it's not going to be easy to beat us down there when we're in a bit of a bad run. Uh, the injuries were taking that toll plus the team wasn't playing particularly well then um, and they showed you the I think I remember saying if you remember I said at the time that uh, what they had done down at Luton they made it into more of a, a championship type game they made it into you know no space um, not allowing Newcastle to play getting in their faces and breaking the game up and they're not frightened to go a bit longer themselves they have a bit of power and pace at the top end so be interesting to see if they approach the away games like that because you know they could cause us one or two problems. But hoping and uh, expecting for a for a positive result for Newcastle. I but think as far as the injuries mate, have gone and the little... tiredness is that gone. You, what? Sorry, a bit, a bit fit, uh, As far as the injuries and the tiredness for the lads is, is that yeah, eased I mean, up now. The injury list's getting better. Apparently, um, Alexander Isaac came off midweek, but he's still got an outside chance of being fit tomorrow. Harvey Barnes got a chance of being involved. Callum Wilson, a chance. Joe Willick, even they mentioned, could have a slight chance of tomorrow, but it's not too far away. So, you know, you're talking about it's it's starting to ease now and it'll give the manager some options now because uh, I think that's been the issue for him in terms of when the games have been going away from us or he's been looking to change the momentum in games, um, he's turned around to his bench and he's like, 
he's got four or five defenders on the bench and the, the attacking players are all like untried kids so he hasn't really had a lot of options to change things from the bench now that's whether to keep a positive result or try and get a uh, change the score line so I think hopefully in the next couple of games those those options will be there for Eddie when he turns around to his bench and he can see you know he's got a Harvey Barnes or he's got a Joe Willick or he's got a chance to choose between Callum Wilson and, and, and Alexander Isaac together or whatever you know so <clears throat> yeah just uh, I think that'll be the big thing Higgy for him and fingers crossed yeah. as the season goes on we can get everyone back because when we have everyone back we've got a really good squad still not big enough but a really good squad uh, and, and lots of possibilities to change things from the bench because you would have seen I mean i seen two of the games midweek uh, Liverpool and uh, Man City games I looked at their benches it was like wow I mean some of the players on them benches for those two clubs are just aff- it must be unbelievable I mean I know De Bruyne has coming back from a, an injury but he's, they had like Kyle Walker Haaland imagine that being your bench and you can turn yeah. around and bring them on after an hour it's, when the opposition are knackered uh, or whatever it's not, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing is it? <laughs> is it not? No, no it must be like heaven Aye <laughs> Well, yeah, I'd like to think that Luton wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't come out and go toe to toe with you at the weekend. I think they'll be a bit more switched on, um, yeah. and I think you know they'll they'll err on the side of caution because obviously you know we've we've all seen what you guys can do at home and and how you approach the game initially. So I think you know hopefully they don't go about it how, how we did. Um, to be quite honest, because um, you know they could end up with a good hiding. No, listen, I get definitely agree with that. Does I think what they'll do is. Um, as I said, I think they'll be aggressive, they'll be physical, and uh, they'll they'll try and uh, stop us from playing in that way, you know. So it's uh, it, it's it's worked for them so far. I mean, you know, they're they're doing terrifically well. I think they're you know defying the odds. I think they probably would have been one of the favourites to go down, but they're putting up a real good fight yeah. at the minute. Aye, mm. uh, they were my favourites like to go say, down. Though, I thought they'd have the worst points haul ever after seeing them yeah. in the, the way they I played did. in the championship yeah. to now. But they've been the one who's coped yeah. with it the best, which yeah, I find I'm, unbelievable. Yeah. Burnley ran away with the league, but they can't buy a win at the minute. Yeah. But yeah. do you not... Do, do they but play this, not, the scrappy it, side of the game, Iggy. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. for me. You know, they do they do that side good. You know, and that's what that's that's their strength. You know, and I think, like you know, like we've said, you know, when the championship side comes up against the premiership side, you've got you've got to do what you're good at. You know, don't go about it and try and go toe-to-toe with, with, with these guys. Do you know what I mean? Do what suits you. You know, and, and, and at the and time, you know, they do well. It out. might be the case, like we're seeing, Higgy. But I've never seen a lot of Burnley, so I can't really comment. But for me and Weird Vincent company seems to be, I would have thought they're trying to go to all these Premier League teams and take them on and do what they've done in the Championship. Yeah. And it's probably just not possible. They haven't got the they haven't got the, the, the standard of player to do that when they go to, to these big clubs, you know. Um, and... and because like you say, they're not putting any kind of run together. They'll have an odd win or a draw here, but then they lose four or five on the bounce. Whereas Luton, does makes a good point. They're, they're doing the, the ugly side of the, the, the game really well. And that must be unsettling teams when they play against them in the Premier League, you know. So it just it just shows you sometimes having that other option and, and, and being able to handle it a bit better. And, like you said, you probably had them down. Most of them probably had them down to get relegated. And whereas mm. Burnley, because they ran away with the league last season, thinking they would have done better. But it's it's how you go about your business once you get up to the to the the highest level, you know. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're right. I, I think they've they have got quality though. They've bought well, haven't they? You know, Andros yeah. Townsend, Ross Barkley, pe- people with a little bit of quality. You you know what the league's about. So as well as having that side of the game. You know, they've got a little bit of, of quality as well, haven't they, mixed in with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's well, he looks like he's enjoying his football again, doesn't he? Ross Barkley. Yeah, Ross Barkley. He looks like he's enjoying his football Definitely. again. Yeah. Well, well then, lads, how are you? Get on well, Sunday. I know, I know you're desperate. Come on. Daz, listen. Daz, after after the 4 nil. After the four nil, Daz, Daz, remember when we beat you four nil at Stadium so, Light? Can you say you that name all time? You keep breaking up. <laughs> four nil. I get, I get after, but I can't. Right. I get after, but I miss the <laughs> next bit, mate. Sorry. And and I, I read a little bit um, 
was it Dan Ballard was it saying um, yeah they're not out for revenge this time um, it's no. just a, it's another game that they want to win obviously it's a big game but they're not out out for revenge yeah. is he just lying <laughs> well let's <laughs> let's be honest mate you, you know we, we all know you know if, if you've been done by by you know obviously a team that's close to you in a, you know in in distance you know a clean team that's close to you in the league you know wherever it is really in all honesty you know you want to go go back and get one over on him don't you let's be honest mm. so he's probably slightly lying mate, in a way mate so it's probably tongue-in-cheek um but yeah you know it's you know that the first you know the first game was you know, it was embarrassing. Obviously, the the sending off changed the game, but yeah. not to that extent. Yeah. It shouldn't change the game. Do you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think you know every Sunderland fan or you know every Sunderland player will be thinking, you know, we want to go down there and, and and do them over. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, and and, and that's you know, you, you you've got to have that as a player. Do you know what I mean? You, you know, you want to get revenge. You know, it's it's part and parcel of football, isn't it? It's part and parcel of competing, and and like you know, like you touched on earlier on, it's a massive game. It's a massive game to to decide, you know, if we're going to be pushing, you know, um, to get in there uh, in the playoffs. Um, and not only that, it's to obviously try and keep that distance as well, you know, yeah. because, you know, a win for yourselves takes, takes you right directly below, do you know what I mean? And then obviously, you know, yeah. you're competing for five, fifth and sixth place as well. Yeah, I think they've got a game in hand, haven't they, Middlesbrough? But it's, you know, you need yeah. to... Yeah. But they, I think it's it's an important one for Borough at home. I think Borough need to win it. Um yeah. I do I think they need like I said before they need to start making a move sooner rather than later not not having Isaiah Jones is going to be a, a bit of a blow you know he's still going to be out yeah. and and when you see some of the games when he's on fire he, he's he's such a yeah. an asset isn't he you know people people can't handle well, him sometimes when he's on fire well this is um, the thing he, he causes problems that uh, problems mm-hmm. at our place mate do you know what I mean he causes massive problems and you know, he, he is a game changer. You know, and, and, and this is a thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm deeply, heartily sorry that he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, on the other side of things, yeah, mate, it's a, it's, it's a bonus for us that he's not playing. To be honest, because he, you know, he played extremely well in the first game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the injury list that, that Middlesbrough have got you know Bangor is out Latty Lats out Josh Coburn is a doubt but they have got some players who are coming back um, who've yeah. been involved Paddy McNair has been involved recently as well been on the bench which has been good to see him back um, but they're still you know they're still missing the, the forward players I think Marcus Force might be all right for the game um, which again you know someone who's I th- think he's he's probably the best finisher Middlesbrough have got at the minute um, yeah so it, it's good to have him back a few years back um, yeah. but I think I, I can see goals in it I, I don't think it being a, a, a tight boring game I think the way both teams play I think it will be an exciting yeah. game and I think there will be some goals in it um, yeah, even definitely. though you know definitely. both teams aren't renowned for scoring goals are they but I do I, 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 well, I, no, see, this is, I can see both this, teams scoring yeah. in this one yeah, this is the thing, mate. You know, we're not renowned for goal. I mean, we, you know, we we ended up going scoring three last week. I didn't think, you know, I know I took us for three one. Uh, you know, but you know, you you know, you say that you know maybe it's a bit tongue in cheek mm. because you know we haven't been flawless. You know, score you know we haven't been scoring regularly. You know, and, and for me, you know, you look at the situation. I mean, I think the bonus for us is you know possibly Roberts coming back into the side. You know, he, he gives us something different. Uh, you know, he, he's very lively. He's, you know, he's he's, he's attack-minded player, and mm. he can create stuff. Um, so that's a bonus for us. I don't think there's anybody else really coming back from injury at this moment in time. I still I still think there's lengthy terms on on quite a few of them. Um, but like I say, it'd be interesting to see who they involve in the squad as well. You know, from the from the new signings. Got a couple of comments in. But, um, Stu that, says. Sorry, mate. You were just breaking up there, mate. Sorry. Go on, Dave. I was going to say, okay. A couple of comments. Yeah. Stu says, it's nice to see the Mackham still blaming the sending off. Uh, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's asking... If you use me right, Dave, I said the sending off changed the game, but not to that extent. <laughs> uh, we won't ask about scoring in a derby, Daz, because you'll have one over on me then. Um, Patrick, uh, Patrick's asking what the score's going to be on Sunday. We'll come on to that at the end, Patrick, just to let you know. Um, he reckons the Borough's going to win. Um yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're the comments coming in at the moment, fellas, on uh, on Facebook Live. But Ted's in Cyprus, and he's got a question for Daz. Daz, 
Do you see Borough as a derby match? I do personally, mate. I do. I'll be honest. You know, I know everybody goes on. It's not our our direct derby type thing. Newcastle's our dad, but we're in the same league together, so it is a derby. Do you know what I mean? It is a derby for me personally. You know, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I've been watching me goal all day. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Which one's that? Where's this nonsense come from, Daz? <laughs> you know, I'm not too sure, mate. I'm not too sure where where it's come from and and why that why they suddenly decide it's not a derby. It's just it's crazy, mate. Because you know, if you're like you say, you know. You, if there was nobody closer than than Leeds, you know, you class that as a derby game, you know, because it's a, it's a closest game. But I don't, you know, I just yeah. don't get the whole th- whole thing about it. I really don't. And I've just got to throw in for, uh, for me, it's a derby game. Andrew who's watching no, on I the tune says, class "Our it as a derby, don't we, Dave?" Oh, we do. Yeah, the borough does. I don't yeah. know. What's, I've asked yeah. I've asked this yeah. question before, but I yeah, can't remember do. what you said. What's the distance in mileage between Sunderland and Borough? It's about thirty-five miles, isn't it? Oh, is it that yeah, far? I didn't think it would even be yeah. that far. I didn't yeah. think it was that far. I'm not even sure it is that far, is I'll it? I'll do a Google search, lads. Stadium to stadium? <laughs> oh, you can just go um, anywhere, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me. Anyway, I'll do the Google I'll search. You carry on chatting. Go on, stadium to stadium. Yeah, okay. Or edge edge of edge of Borough to edge of Sunderland. There okay. you go. Carry on chatting while I'm doing do it. Do that I'm one. Su- I'm surprised. I, I, had, this, I had this this conversation about, is it a derby? Yeah, and I think it's it's less than thirty-five. I, I, you know, if you see another player from another team standing at the school gates, going yeah. to the same school as your kid, I would think that'd be a derby, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, because exactly. that, that, that happens regular. That you know, Sunderland players and Middlesbrough players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, we used to bump into. I mean, it does. Yeah, I'd bump into you regular, wouldn't I? Floating around Teesside yeah. and to- and surrounding yeah, areas. Definitely. So it, you know, I, I wouldn't see. You, you, I just think you it, don't want to recognise me, mate. Me disguise as close as you can. <laughs> well, I didn't let on to you most of the time, did I? Because I couldn't recognise you. <laughs> by road, but it is. That's, by that's road, just the way it is. By road from Daz's by house road. to uh, no, yeah. we won't go there. Uh, by road, it's uh, <laughs> my just door. at the end of Daz's drive. It's twenty miles by road between <laughs> the, outs- yeah. the outskirts of Teesside and the outskirts of Sunderland. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? It's, it's close. It's definitely it's a, a derby, derby for me. 20 miles. It's a derby. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stadium to stadium is probably about 30, but uh, yeah. 20 miles yeah. from the outs- outskirts of Teesside, the outskirts of uh, Sunderland. Yeah, it's mm. got to be a derby game then, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, how can you not call that a derby game? Have you sold it out, Daz? I think so, mate. As far as I'm aware. Have you? All your way Last time gone. I spoke to the. Yeah, last last time I uh, spoke to him, mate, they said that um, yeah, all the way allocation had gone, mate. Yeah, yeah, it so, normally so does, it'd be doesn't interesting it? Maybe both ways. Yeah, I think it'd be a good game. Yeah, I, I do. The only yeah. one, you know, Jack Clark obviously worries you, doesn't he? Because he's got yeah. something a little bit extra in the championship. I was hoping he was going to uh, go on deadline day. Was the talk of Lazio for yeah. fifteen million? Yeah, there was, mate. Yeah, Lazio uh, put a bid in apparently, yeah, and they rejected it. Yeah, wow. which is it? You know, an interesting one from Lazio, like you know, it's yeah, it is. Didn't see that coming. Um, so he's no, the only one really for no. me. I think, you know, if he's on his game, yeah, it's it's going to be yeah. a tough ask. But he'll be up against Luke Ayling, who, you know, plenty of experience yeah. has, has played in the Premier League and um, he's come up against players before. <laughs> I don't think he'll be he'll be worried about him. But like I say, on his day, he's a real handful, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's the only worry yeah, I've got. Mate, you know, other than that. I, I think both teams are, are very close. I think it's much of a muchness, really, if you look at the strengths of both yeah. of them. You know, especially if Isaiah Jones was playing, they've got Clark, then we've got Jones, you know, no centre-forwards. Yeah. and <laughs> It's it's no. sort of similar. They mirror, mirror each other quite a bit. They're both yeah. fairly strong in midfield. Um, so totally, I, I think it'll be, I do, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game, but I do think there'll be goals in it. So um, hopefully they go Burr's way. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many, mate. Dave, Dave in the background there, <laughs> just sniggering. Red. Uh, is, yeah. I'm assuming it's Clark. He was having his tea, is it? Yeah, I'm just yeah, listening. I'm just now. listening to the show, lads. I've got no input. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just sitting having a bite of eating. Hey, you, you've what played is it, Clark? Your derbies, mate. You've played what in plenty of derbies. <laughs> What's he eating? 
I want to know what he's eating. Just one of them salads again, Nicky. <laughs> salad? Losing <laughs> weight? No. It's a chip salad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. with, a glass, with a glass of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant! I tell you what, fellas. While no, Clark is, while Clark is having his salad, while while Clark is having his his his, his fresh uh, lettuce on his salad, um, Ian Murder's on after after uh, this show finishes. So seven o'clock, black, white, red, all over. I think it's a fine time to bring Ian in. I don't know whether he's uh, you know quaffing a, qu- a quick one or eating a salad. But uh, Ian, what's what's on the show tonight? Well, before. I tell you what's on the show tonight. I'd like to congratulate Clarkie on his son's performance when he came off the bench for for Liverpool against Chelsea. I thought uh, yeah. Bobby was was absolutely yeah. terrific. But I'll tell you what. I bet I bet Lee's pleased he's not a right back because that <laughs> performance by Connor Bradley. I think it's the finest performance I've ever seen Out, by a youngster. I know everyone else has said. It. I'm not saying anything unique. How yeah. good was he? And you know Liverpool. They've, they've got some, they've got some young players coming through, haven't they? Outstanding. Oh, yeah. he, uh, and on top of it, he's a great boy. When uh, Bobby first moved down, he got put in with a family, yeah, uh, local family to settle in. And the four lads that were in the house together was Bobby, Stefan Bajetic, who's obviously made a big impact mm. in the first team, the Spanish boy, yeah. Connor Bradley, and uh, Owen Beck. There, the four lads. Owen's gone up to Dundee for the second time this season on loan. Ah, I've seen he's that. He's doing yeah. well. Yeah. He's doing well, but Connor, magnificent kid. But what what a performance. Well, he's been outstanding since he came into the team. Yeah, he has. All three games, brilliant. Clarky, hasn't he? Yeah, Fantastic. he's been brilliant, yeah. mate. He's been brilliant. Good to hear. I just, I just wanted to say that. But anyway, my guests tonight, my first guest. Now, I think uh, he, he joined something after Darren and uh, Lee uh, were at the club. It's, uh, I'm speaking to Danny Collins. He's uh, he works for the, the club's in-house commentary team, but I mean, Danny epitomises what what Sunderland fans love to see in a footballer: commitment. He's got the club; he had the club under his skin, and he died for the cause, you know. And he's got some very he'll have some very interesting views, of course, about the way things are at Sunderland at the moment. And my second guest, he'd be slightly later than normal, is uh, the Northern Echoes Dominic Shaw. Who he, of course he watches all three teams, so he'll be talking about Sunday's Teesweir Derby, but we'll also be talking about Newcastle's mini revival and can it be sustained and can it even project Newcastle into Europe this season? So it should be a good show. Cracking. Ian, just a quick one. Man, man. We've yeah. been having the, we've been we've been talking about because obviously some people talk about this Sunderland Middlesbrough game not being a derby. You see it as a derby, don't you? Yes. Listen. It's not as big as a time weird derby, but it's still a derby. It, it's it's just like, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal, Tottenham is a derby, and it's a bigger derby than Arsenal, Chelsea. But Arsenal, Chelsea is still a derby, you know. So that that that's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you got a prediction for us then, mate? Oh, you've got to you've got to listen into my show. I, I'll give it at the end of my show, pal. <laughs> Love that. Get them splinters out, Ian. Get them splinters out. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Ian Murder, thirty-eight years, thirty-eight season, writing on Northeast football. He's up immediately after this show finishes. Seven o'clock. Black, white, and red all over. Fellas, back to you. Twelve minutes Dave, to can go. Can I just ask Clarky a question? Ian, Ian just touched on it a bit there, and. Jürgen Klopp obviously made this announcement, which I'm absolutely devastated about, right? it's It's been a horrible week for me. But he's done unbelievable with all these young players in the team. And how did they take the news, Clarkie? And, and are they a little bit... Well, they will be. Um, they'll be a little bit gutted because the faith that he showed in them is, is quite unbelievable, really, for a club who were punching where they're punching, if you like. Uh, well, first of all, I've got a stat on that, uh, Higgy. Since he's been the manager, he's given 48 uh, academy boys their debut. Wow. Now, that's a ridiculous statement yeah. from from a club as well. You know, this is a club that's expected to win. This is a club that's got massive expectation on it. And uh, there's a manager there ready to put his faith in youth and, 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 he's, and he's done it. he's done it already. So... Um, it's just like it's massive. Whoever comes in next is massive, oh. isn't it? Because the lads will feel like they have to start all over again, if you like. 
Oh, I know. And and and, and another big thing on, on that is also the staff going. Pep yeah. Linders, Peter Kravitz, yeah. and Vito. Vito's the uh, guy. He's he's classed as the talent coach. He's the one who in between um, the academy and the first team, but he's based up the first team. Now Pep, if if Pep goes on, he wants to manage himself now. Pep Linders, yeah. he wants to become a manager in his own right. And Clark, are you surprised he, you haven't he, asked him? I am a little bit. I am for the continuity. Yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's a big step, mind going from assistant to to the manager mm. of Liverpool. But they've done it in the past. I know a long time ago with the with the old boot room with Paisley yeah. following Shanky and Joe Evans, Fee again, or, Ronnie Moran, yeah. Kenny, all that. So yeah, yeah mate, I thought and and what I think he's talked about it. He didn't whether he wanted that. that would it if it didn't work? Would it tarnish his time here as well? But yeah. and, and when you asked the question as well, how did they feel, the lads? They were obviously the gutted. You can, by what I said, spoke to Bobby about. Um, you know, no one knew anything about it until he 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 had the team meeting the morning before it broke, and uh, yeah. everyone to a man. You know, I I mean I I spoke to him the other day. Uh, you know, I just wanted to get a message to him to tell him thank you for how well he's looked after Bobby and what he's done and he's kept his promises about finding a pathway and, yeah. he, and he was different class in his response you know so and yeah. also he's he's cut he stopped a couple of lower moves for Bobby because he said you know he wants him to be around for his last four months because it could be really exciting so that was a real positive as well so look some could be some exciting days I tried for twenty years to get myself a Premier League winners medal. <laughs> this little, this little devil's gonna could do it in a year. <laughs> oh, it's class! But well, I am, I'm, I'm devastated. Anyway, I yeah, just thought I I'd ask because it, I think it's been, it's been such a big story. But the reaction—I mean, they were they were outstanding against Chelsea, and obviously they were so dominant against Norwich. So people were saying could this work against them but I think it's galvanising everyone and the, the atmosphere inside Anfield and the players that they look ready but it's a massive test for them on Sunday yeah pa- Patrick's yeah. been well, on we, lads we, and he's we, asking we, who's the next Liverpool manager for me if you're asking me and, and it's Xabi Alonso for me just because of the things yeah. he's doing at the minute um, are unbelievable uh, in Germany and He's got. He obviously knows Liverpool as a football club. They know him, and if it wasn't going to be one of Jurgen's backroom staff, um, then I think he'd be my choice. He, yeah. He's he's the favourite now. He's the, he's the overwhelming favourite now. Yes, um, and I think he'd, yeah, be, he'd well, be he'd be a, he'd be a positive with all the supporters. He's loved. There, I think he? so. so yeah. But and that and that's not just the reason why you should appoint him. But you've rightly pointed out, he's he's had a great managerial career so far mm. he's worked his way up you know started with Madrid's youth team Sociedad done well there on a small budget gone to Leverkusen and just absolutely been outstanding so I think um, if he can hang, stay the distance with Leverkusen and get the Bundesliga that'll be the final box ticked in terms of being able to win a trophy as a coach because I think everyone understands that's the expectation at Liverpool um, that's what you're trying to follow in the history so I think he he is the man in pole position for me. He's the only yeah, one well, I, I think, think we of, said, really. I can't think of any others. I don't know if you can, mm. Daz. No, I, no. We, we we mentioned that last week, uh, last week, mate. You know, we, we you know we thought he he would come into it. But I was just saying about obviously uh, with the manager stepping down. You know, we said that that could go you know either way, and I, it looks like at this moment in time, Touchwood, that it's driving them forward. Uh, you know, to, yeah. to finish the season on on a massive high. Yeah, I remember Alex Ferguson done something similar, didn't he? He announced he was leaving and then changed his yeah. mind, actually, just before he did it. And then he, he'd said at a talk, I'd, I'd seen, that it was the biggest regret he'd, he'd made was announcing it because he felt that the lads just knocked off a little bit mm-hmm. and um, they lost the league because of it, he thought. Yeah. But I think this way, this one's gone the other way. I think everyone, certainly all the players, you can tell all the players are with Jürgen because... Like like Lee says, the two performances since have been absolutely unbelievable, and I, I, I just think they feel as though, you know, if he is going to go out, then let's go out doing something special, and and they could win all four, all four are really yeah. up for grabs, you know, yeah, the, exactly. the top of the league in the final of the Carabao Cup, they've got a, a decent draw in the FA Cup, uh, Watford or Southampton at home, and then 
the the league is going to be the the big one, isn't it? Because you would it's, it's expect a strength City in depth, to come yeah. It's like I said, you look at that bench the other night, you know, there was Cody Gapko, Riven Gravenbanch, Andy Robinson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Harvey Elliott. Mm. You know, it's just uh, it's it's just unbelievable. And the, the, they're getting a lot more uh, coming back, you know. The, um, Thiago's back in training now. Uh, yeah. McAllister came back against Chelsea. So, you know, there's uh, they're getting all that big players. Like we are talking about earlier when you castle. Um, it's it's what you've got on your bench sometimes tells its own story, doesn't it? When you've got when you're a manager or a head coach and you can turn round and you've got loads of options on the bench to, to change games, it's it's a massive plus for you. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But I, I just think they've they're in such a a focused a focused state at the minute. You know, they, nothing mm-hmm. seems to bother them, does it? No. Um, doesn't matter what outside influences come in or who, who who has a pop at them, who <coughs> criticises them, they just crack on with it as if nothing's happened. Yeah. And it's like a really tight yeah. group that you can't get in. Nothing happens. You can't get in them. Everything just bounces off. And, you know, so I think they'll go really close. I do with all four of them. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Cool. Well, four minutes left, fellas. Start focusing on the games ahead. Yeah. And, and yeah, a quick yeah. mention for Leeds as well. They could go second tonight. Yeah, they could with a win. Bristol yeah. City they've got, haven't they, tonight? Yeah. Um, Leeds have been a bit hit and miss lately, haven't they? But, you know, a couple of them have up there. You know, Ipswich have been a little bit hit and miss as well. Um, yeah. But Leeds, Leeds always, they've got that air about them where they, you do think they could go on a run where they win four or five on the, on the bounce. Um, they've obviously got really good players players who are all coming back into form. I think Patrick Bamford's hit a bit of form, hasn't he? Just when yeah, he has you made, want yeah. them to. Um, so they're going to be a danger. And I think Leeds, are, Leeds have still got their sights on on catching possibly Ipswich. Um, but, listen, Southampton have come with the right run as well. Have you, they, they're not that, that far off um, getting right in the mix. You know, I, I think them four are away for me. They're, they're away. Um, it's the the Coventrys and, and West Broms, you know, Sunderland, Hull, but uh, they're they're all the ones who are trying to get them last two places, and I, I think it's going to be really tight. I do for for a lot of clubs. Yeah, it is. And what it's about a tight uh, league all the time, isn't it? What about Newcastle mm. then? Prediction time, weekend. Yeah, well, we've talked about it, and you know, I think they're in good form. Not, not saying it's going to be easy because I think they're going to give it, you know, a good battle. But I think we're home form in the way we're playing at the moment and getting important players back. I'll go for two nil Newcastle. And on Sunday, I'm going to sit on the fence and see a Borough win. Borough win at home. <laughs> I like that fence you're sitting on, mate. I'll yeah. come and paint it any time you want. Uh. <laughs> Um, I've just took a no, goal off his now, Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think, uh, I just think, Borough being at home, uh, Piggy saying it's more important, much more important that they get the three points because it'll bring them level with Sunderland on points. So, I think if they were to lose the game, the the the, the could find it difficult then Borough to even have any chance of getting in the top six. Hmm. Who's, who's next? I'll I'll go Luton. I I think I think Newcastle will, will beat Luton. I think it'll be three nil, three one. I'll, I'll say three one. I'll give Luton a goal. Um, but I think Newcastle have far too much for them. And then they found the form again. Look like they they're playing much better than they were. Don't look as tired. I don't think as as they were in recent weeks. All the transfer stuffs out the way now, so everyone knows where they stand until the end of the season. Um, yeah, I think I can only see Newcastle winning. Young Daz? Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, you know, I, I did have Newcastle down as 4-1, but Clark, yeah, yeah. I sat on the fence. <laughs> uh, I'm going to th- <laughs> I'm go- I'm go 3-1 Newcastle. I think they're going to be too strong for Luton at home. Uh, and I'm going to go, I, I think it's going to be a draw, but I'm going to go 2-1 Sunderland. Ooh. But I'm going to reverse that, Daz. I'm going to go 2-1 Borough. <laughs> All right. No worries, mate. And I've just got off. <laughs> and I've just got to say a big congratulations to Higgy 
you didn't draw out to Daz what it's like to score in a Borough Sunderland derby. So well done. Well done, mate. Well no, done. no, I wouldn't. Don't worry. <laughs> Great work. We're done and Have a dusted. good weekend, guys. Have a good weekend, fellas. Yeah, all the best, lads. Right. Cheers. Just going to put the video back on, lads. Yeah, good man. Go and watch yourself. Go and watch yourself. <laughs> Ian Murder's up next with black, white, red all over. Cheers, fellas. Banter at its best across the northeast. It's the three legends. The tune, the red, and the cut.